0: this is ball on blast part of the on blast podcast network available on itunes soundcloud and youtube if you like it
1: then subscribe and tell your friends holla thank you thank you thank you far too kind for tuning in once again to another thing we like to call the ball on blast podcast as always my name is sean alexander joined by my guy andrew webster webby what is good uh, what's good, uh, Sheldon Alexander? Kawhi Leonard is a member of the
0: Toronto Raptors.
1: <laughs> what? Last, I don't. I don't even know. I, last week's episode was called "What a Time to Be Kawhi." This week's episode is definitely going to be "Scared Money Don't Make Nut." Scared right? money don't make
0: none. We talked about it last week uh and from tribe yeah. called quest to sam
1: presti to, sam presti, to, Masai to Masai. Ujiri, let's go holy uh, wow what even though we talked about this last week right i didn't think this was really going to happen i thought hey if this was something that was on the table and you're Masayu ujiri you do everything you can to make this happen of course and he we, did we talked about the potential deals that they could put out there. We talked about
0: how nice this would be for the franchise to prove to the league that you can pull in a star like this. One of the top five players in the NBA when healthy and make the deal for him, get that guy on your team, something that we've
1: never seen the Raptors do before. They just pulled off. You're right. And it's crazy because I mean, I woke up to the news. Actually, it was weird because I rolled over this morning at about 530, which I don't get up that early. I have an alarm. The first one, Yeah, the first alarm goes off at six a.m. Then I grabbed my phone because I couldn't fall back asleep. (laughs) And when I grabbed my phone, I had like three text messages from one of my one of my diehard basketball group chats that was or group text, sorry, that just said the deal is done. And I'm like, what? And this this was sent at like five a.m. And I'm like, hold on, what is happening right now? Open up Twitter and. Masai, the god, does it once again. So it turns out, Woj bombs, sham bombs everywhere. The Raptors pull off this deal. As mentioned, Adrian Wojnarski was the first one on the balls. It says, Raptors had a deal. The Spurs agreed to trade Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green to Toronto for DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a protected 2019 first-round pick. We later find out that protected 2019 first-round pick is protected from 1-20. to 20. So... You mentioned, Webby, we talked last week about what potential deals could be in play. And what we heard was the rumblings centered around DeMar, Pirtle, and OG, and a pick. There's no OG in this deal. They kept, What do you make of the trade? What was your initial thought of the trade?
0: I thought initially that the Raptors won it. Mm-hmm. Just because, like you say, that protected first round pick is really big. Uh, in that it's 1-20, to 20, so it's probably going to get used. It's not going to you know, roll over to the next year when that protection might get a little less. Then the Pirtle of Siakam and Pirtle, I like Siakam a little bit more, and then it's DeRozan and not Lowry. Listen, we love DeRozan on this podcast. We sing his praises. We think he's a great player, probably the best Raptor of all time. I certainly think so. So to see him leave is definitely disappointing, but again, You're bringing in a top five player in the NBA to Toronto to play for the Raptors. Even though it may be one year, this is something that you pull the trigger on.
1: I think if you're Toronto, pretty much every time. What's the age old rule about any trade? Anytime you get the best player in the deal, you won the trade. I don't find I don't really find although there was one there's one dude in my timeline that tried to tell me that damar was better than Kawaib he got Stop I didn't it. <laughs> I didn't even have to get him other people in my Twitter mentions got that dude <laughs> and went at that dude hard I didn't even have to get him
0: the ratio but, on that tweet has got to be something to behold
1: oh it's it's it was hilarious but most people know that Kawhi Leonard is a level above DeMar DeRozan. And obviously we're talking about if healthy because that's what's going on right now, right? We know that obviously Kawhi Leonard's been dealing with injury issues for this past season. He didn't play that many games at all. But if healthy, we're talking about a top five, maybe top three talent in the NBA. So anytime you can get that guy on your team, we talked about it last week, you have to make that trade. But It doesn't seem like all of Raptors land agrees with that, Webby. A lot of people are sad to see DeRozan go. For sure. Are you one of those people? Well, I am
0: sad to see DeRozan go. And I thought the better fit for the Raptors would have been to package Kyle uh, Mm -hmm. for that deal. But listen, they're the Spurs. And I understand that they want to get the best return for Kawhi Leonard that they can. And honestly, from what I've been hearing, and I've been soaking up all of the articles, all the podcasts that have been out in just the what, less than 24 hours since this happened. And those more well-connected than I am, because I'm connected to you. I guess that's about it, Shelley. <laughs> but they say, they, from what I understand, is that the, the deals on the table that the Spurs wanted from other Kawhi suitors like Philly, like Boston, and like L.A., they were asking far, far, far too much than any of those yeah. teams were willing to give up.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing, right? Like everyone, I feel like a lot of Raptor fans have been talking about the fact that they would have rather given up Kyle Lowry in a proposed deal, right? But here's the thing the Raptors don't even want Kyle Lowry at $30 million a year. So why would you think the Spurs or some other team would want Kyle Lowry at $30 million a year, right? Like you, you can't really do that. That's the first problem. The second thing is people keep bringing up the fact that, you know, the Spurs weren't getting these kind of offers from the Celtics, the Lakers, the Sixers. Uh, I think who had the article? Was it Zach Lowe or Woj? Someone had the article yesterday about basically the Celtics weren't putting Jalen Brown in any offer. The Lakers weren't putting Brandon Ingram in any offer. And
0: the Sixers, the Sixers weren't. Sixers. They wanted Simmons.
1: They wanted Simmons, but the the Sixers weren't even going to put Markel Fultz in any right. offer. Right. And so you have a certain section of the Raptors fan base that's saying, well, if that's the case, why are we giving up DeMar DeRozan? Right? Which on the surface kind of makes sense. But you got to take a deeper look at this, right? And realize that those teams are on the uptick. Those teams are, the, their stock price is going up right, right now. The Raptors are plateauing, if not going down. They're in completely different stages. If you're the Lakers, you can say, hey, I'm not giving up Brandon Ingram. You know why? Because they have LeBron. They're going to be okay. They're not really worried about where their franchise is going next year, the year after, the year after that, right? If you're the Sixers, you have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You don't need to give up Fultz or Saric or any of your other young key pieces to get Kawhi and take that chance. If you're the Celtics... You definitely don't need to take that risk because you still have Gordon Hayward. You still have not only, Tatum. But you have
0: Tatum and you have Brown, guys who are young, guys who are exactly. not even hitting their prime yet. That's the difference between DeMar, Markel Fultz, Jalen Br- exactly. Brown, and, uh, and Brandon Ingram is that DeMar DeRozan is basically like 10 years older than those guys.
1: Those teams and the situations that they're in, their cores, the cores of their franchises, the cores of their organization, that team is still on the uptick. They're they're like, they haven't plateaued yet, whereas the Raptors have. And I feel like this is the main purpose of this trade, that a lot of people, Raptors fans, a lot of the media stuff I saw today too – to me, the biggest thing from this trade is isn't so much focused on Kawhi for DeMar. To me, the biggest statement made by Masai Ujiri here is that this era of Raptors basketball is over. Yes. Right, and that's what he's saying here. If Kawhi plays great, that's gravy. We're gonna give that a one year go. We're gonna try to re-sign him. Maybe we change his mind and we get him to stay for. Extra years, he signs a long-term deal. If that happens, bonus. If he only plays the one year and they make a good run deep into the playoffs, cool. He leaves and goes to the Lakers, whatever. But the fact that they're getting rid of Demar Derozan is telling you that Masai Ujiri has seen enough of what this organization, the, the what this organization can get to, led by Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry. And that's not a knock. People take that as a negative, as if you're dissing Demar Derozan or if you're saying. Yo, you're done. You're like you're a waste man's or something. And nobody's saying that, right? It just you've plateaued. You we've seen your good years. We've maxed out. They've lost ten straight games to the same yeah. team in the NBA in the NBA playoffs. It's time to go. N-
0: no. Now here's the other thing too. No, I agree with you, but you missed a big point too here. These aren't just the two outcomes. Either he leaves or he stays uh, after a year. You're, you're forgetting that Masai can deal Kawhi Leonard. Exactly, asset management yo, is a huge part of this. Yo, and say like into the into this season that a team in the Western Conference needs Kawhi Leonard and is willing to mm-hmm. give up draft picks, give up young players to rent him for their stretch run. The Raptors don't care about shipping Kawhi back to the West. Not like the Spurs did. They exactly. They, be more than willing to part with Kawhi to get some stuff back for the future because, like you say, Masai sees the long game here. And the long game isn't DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. The the long game is building up assets for the future so you don't go into a tank mode. Uh, We talk about rebuilding on the fly. And this Kawhi Leonard move might seem to the short-sighted that this is a one-year fix to replace DeMar with – Kawhi Leonard, but that's not the case. This is bringing in assets. So maybe you can turn it into something else. If you can't convince Kawhi to stay, or, you know, if you find a willing suitor,
1: exactly. And again, I want to make, make sure the focus remains on, Hey, if Kawhi stays cool, but DeMar, like this is asset management and you're trading a better player. Like you're getting the better player in Kawhi Leonard. And even if you say, it's only one year of Kawhi. What were you going to do do with the two more years of DeMar DeRozan? The two more years and an option, right? I'm pretty sure he had two more years and a player option on his deal. What were you doing with those next two years? We've already seen this story. It wasn't that long ago that we watched the Raptors flame out in the playoffs yet again. Like we watched this story happen. And to be honest, if you paid attention to this podcast, I think we told you last year that this team already plateaued, right? Yeah. Like, and it's a good run. It was the best run that the Raptors have ever had in the history of their franchise. DeMar DeRozan might go down as the best player to ever put on a Raptors uniform. This era of Raptors basketball is the best era we've ever seen. But, hey, there's an expiry date. The time's up. And if you hold on to DeMar DeRozan, let's just say, right, he's turning 29 in August. Okay? Yeah. So two years plus a player option. That puts him at 32 years old. Yep. Okay. At that point, are you going to try to be re-signing DeMar DeRozan for, let's say, 35 to $40 million a year?
0: No. And every year that goes by in those two years plus a year of uh, – or a team option, like you said, uh, his trade value is going to go down. Now, for sure. Yeah. His trade value will never be as high as it was today when they traded him for fucking
1: Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> exactly. And that's a part I don't understand. And and I know that we shouldn't gauge things off of Twitter. We shouldn't gauge things like that, but I a lot of feedback. My Twitter mentions are fuego fire with Raptors fans that are upset about this trade. And the thing that I don't I really don't understand is did we forget about the NBA playoffs? because I didn't forget about the NBA playoffs. Like We just watched the NBA playoffs in which the Toronto Raptors were absolutely embarrassed. I don't know about you, Webby, but LeBronto hurt my feelings. Yeah, That really yeah. hurt my feelings, watching this team. And remember, I was the one saying, I don't think the Raptors can beat the Cavs. I didn't think that they could beat them heading into this playoffs. I didn't expect them to get embarrassed like that. And so if you're looking at that team and you're now seeing multiple playoff runs in a row, where you flamed out in the playoffs, and you're led by Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan. If you're Masai Ujiri, how many times can you keep rerunning that exact same thing? Especially when last year was supposed to be the year. So all these Raptors fans told me last year was a year. No.
0: So here's the big difference. Obviously, that you know to play devil's advocate, that a lot of the people would say is that hey, LeBron's not in the East anymore. But you know what? The other teams in the East are starting to come up with their young players and. Are starting to retool themselves. Look at Indiana. They got better. Boston's going to get better with the return of Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. With the Sixers, you've got another year of Embiid, Sarich, Simmons. Okay, they haven't made a. I want to talk about the Sixers later, but a lot of teams in the East have upgraded. So uh, you could be the Raptors and try to be stagnant and roll back the thing that got you some success, you know, the last few years, but. Masai's smarter than that. You ha- you, exactly. you. can't stay stagnant like a shark doesn't stop swimming, man. You got to always be looking to make your team better, not for now, but for the future as well.
1: You're totally right, Webby. And the thing, again, is I tried to tell you, right, this run was over last year. Yeah. Everyone was just fooled by the regular season. A regular season that I'll remind you.
0: Day when- Atlanta hawks it.
1: But here's the thing. I feel like the Raptors overachieved last season, but their success was driven a lot more by their depth, their new offense, and their bench. Their be- How many games did we talk about last year in which DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry didn't even have to check back in because the bench mob ran the other team off the court? Right? And and that's not to say that DeMar and Kyle aren't good or they weren't good last year. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we saw so much of their success come from their depth last year. And so if you remove DeMar DeRozan from that equation and you replace that with Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, who is another key pickup, because this offense is supposed to be built around three-point shooting and the Raptors didn't have that much three-point shooting last year. You just added two more pretty good three-point shooters to your new offense. This, not to mention great defenders. I, I just don't understand how people are upset with this deal.
0: Listen, we talked, about the, we talked about the bench all year. And the one thing that we said about this bench is that this is going to be great as these kids get older. DeMar and Kyle start to get over. This is your team. This is the future of your team. Now it's come a little bit sooner because obviously Masai thinks that these kids are ready to really put their skills out there and no longer be a bench mob but be a mob.
1: For sure. And I, I feel like there's, there's two sides to this, right? And, and both things should be allowed. We're allowed to say, hey, salute DeMar DeRozan on a great career, everything he did for the city, the fact that he was the first superstar to stay and re-up with the team multiple times. I give him mad props for that. But we're also allowed to say, hey, you can get Kawhi Leonard on a one-year deal and say, hey, chips in the table, let's go. Both of those things are allowed to exist in the same universe, right? And we saw what the max of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry was. We watched it. We saw it multiple years in a row. They lost 10 straight games to the Cavs in the playoffs. And you might say, oh, well, that's just LeBron. They won't have to play LeBron, whatever. That LeBron team almost lost to, to who? Who did they play first? The Pacers? Yep. Yeah. So, are we supposed to just think the Raptors would have just blown out the Pacers in the playoffs? Are we supposed probably to believe the Raptors would have just blown out the, that Celtics team last year in the playoffs that slowed down LeBron? Is that what you're? I'm supposed to believe, Webby? I, I can't. I just can't see it. Right? I gotta go by results of what actually happened. And what actually happened last year is I watched LeBron last year, who had the weakest Cavs team he probably had in his entire career, almost lose to every other team. But the Raptors Exa- in the Eastern Conference.
0: No, you're and right. that
1: not only did they beat the Raptors, they embarrassed the Raptors.
0: Listen, you're absolutely right. It, it, yeah, they put the, – obviously, they put the fast-forward button on this rebuild. And because they, again, saw the chance to trade for Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Right? So that's what you got to do. But my thing that I want to talk about is optics. Okay. All right? Because DeMar DeRozan wasn't happy. The team. That he got traded. Yeah. The the, the team told him, I guess, a couple of weeks ago when these rumors first started circulating that he wasn't going to get moved. Cut to today. He gets moved,
1: goes on Instagram, uh, posts some stuff about not being happy with the team. I got them here. You want me to read them? Yeah, hit me with them. So, so, Damar posted on Instagram. He said, be told one thing and outcome another. Can't trust him. Ain't no loyalty in this game. Sell you out quick for a little bit of nothing. Soon you'll understand. Don't disturb.
0: Not only that, but then uh, our boy Lou Williams. uh, When the news came out, when Woj tweeted, he tweeted, they snaked him like that. (laughs) So my question is to you, Shelly is that we think that this is a good move for the franchise of the Raptors. It shows that they they can make these big moves, try to lure in a long-term signing, which I'm sure Masai is going to sell the hell out of Toronto and the Raptors to Kawhi. But my question is now for other people who might be looking at this franchise as a possible destination, does the way that they treated DeRozan, do you think that's going to affect anybody in the future looking at the Raptors?
1: No, because I think the thing that's becoming more and more apparent with every NBA offseason is that both sides, both players and teams, are learning that they're gonna do what's best for them in the situation. And so, you can say, "Oh, the Raptors weren't loyal to DeMar DeRozan, whatever that means." But at the end of the, I mean, and. I'm saying whatever that means because we don't know what the conversations were that they had. We're going off to Mar DeRozan's word right now that they told them they weren't going to trade them and then they did. Which let's let's paint a scenario here, Webby, and tell me if this if this makes sense. We know that Woj came out and said that the, oh sorry, Windhorse came out and said the deal fe- almost fell through a couple days ago, right? Like talks almost broke off completely and the deal was done a couple days ago. So who's to say that at the time when they first talked to DeRozan and the Spurs pitched the deal, and let's say the deal was, you know, whatever, something crazy, DeRozan and OG and Siakam and two first round picks, whatever it was, let's say it was something crazy. And at that time, the Spurs are like, no, that's our offer. And at that point, the Raptors are like, no, 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 they offered us something, but we're not trading you. Right? Right. Let's say that happened. And now a few days later, the Spurs come back, realizing that it didn't up the offer from the Lakers, it didn't up the offer from the Sixers or any of the other teams you're negotiating with. So now they come back to the Raptors and they say, you know what, the best thing we're going to get, because we want to maintain, we don't want to get a young player. And if you're offering us an all-star, we'll take the all-star and then give us just one young piece and a pick. And if you're the Raptors, you're looking at that and you're saying okay, so I'm going to get a top five talent in the NBA for one season. So essentially I'm going to lose a season of having DeMar DeRozan as the leader of my team, which I've already seen what that's capable of. Now you're in a tough position if you're Masai Ujiri. Yeah, you might've told DeRozan, hey, this is what's on the table, but we're not going to do it. But now things changed. The offer changed. Are you not allowed as the Raptors to then now say, hey, we're going to make this deal? Of course you're allowed to make that deal. Like, what are we talking about here? Right? And that's the part I don't understand with Raptors fans. Like, you don't want to see DeMar DeRozan go because he decided to stay. So you're supposed to hold on to him for his entire career. Like, do we forget that with the season on the line? It wasn't that long ago. It was, what, two months ago? Season on the line. Game three against the Cavs. Your boy DeMar DeRozan had eight points. Yeah. Where were his Instagram posts there about prove them? The next game in game four, DeMar DeRozan hard fouled, and got ejected and had 13 points in game four when the Raptors got blown out and embarrassed in game four. Like, did we forget about all these things? And now you're mad because the Raptors are trading for a finals MVP top three talent in the NBA? A two-time defensive player of the year? Like, come on, guys. What, What are we really talking about here? Have better expectations for what you want your organization to be. Because if you're cool with just Winning in the first round and maybe winning the second round. Cool. Keep Tamar DeRozan for the whole franchise or for the entirety of his career. Run back Kyle Lowry. Bring back Serge. And hope that your bench guys improve. Cool. Take that chance. Right. Or do what Masai did.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm riding with Masai. Yeah.
0: I I am too. Uh, I think this is a, a good play for the Raptors. I really do. I honestly You're- think I honestly think that it's the smartest move to trade him halfway through the season, whether he loves Toronto or not.
1: Kawhi, yeah, w- yeah, I can yeah. see that. I could definitely see that. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if hey, they make this trade for Kawhi, and then tomorrow they trade him to the Lakers, right? For let's say, I don't know, maybe they just take Ingram and two picks. Who knows? Holy shit. Right? Like, if,
0: if, bro, if the Raptors could get Brandon Ingram and two first round picks from the Lakers for Kawhi Leonard, I'd make that move right away.
1: But this is this is what I'm saying, right? It's asset management. And so at the end of the day, you maxed out what you were getting with DeMar DeRozan. So you can be sentimental, but you know what? You can take your sentimental feelings and enjoy second round exits in the playoffs. If you're cool with being mediocre, I'm always going to be for swinging for the fences. And remove my love for russell westbrook and all that stuff and remove that out of okc right the fact that they had the balls to say yo we're gonna trade for we're gonna trade for paul george and we're gonna bet on our franchise and bet on our organization i'll take that move 10 times out of 10 times even though that didn't work out right like their season last year most people would call a disappointment right I think if you ask them, would you do it? And and I know Paul George stayed, but let's remove that for a second.
0: Oh, right? I was gonna say because I would say that it's a success in that they got to keep Paul George.
1: But I'm saying even if they didn't keep Paul George, you take that swing and you do that over again every single time. Oh, absolutely. Time. Of course you do that. And so I I just I I get that. Hey, Demar Derozan is your franchise guy, and he's the best player you ever had, but have better expectations for what you want your franchise to be. Accept what DeMar DeRozan did, but know that there's another level to get to. And if, you, if you're if you actually serious Raptors fans, if you're really serious about wanting to win a championship and wanting to be a championship contending team, you accept trading DeMar for a better player.
0: Now, my other question is, how do you think DeMar is going to do as a Spur?
1: I mean, two things. I think DeMar DeRozan won't be an all-star ever again in his career. in the Western Conference. And I know that might sound harsh, but let's just break down the Western Conference All-Stars from last year, right? You got Russell Westbrook. Is DeMar DeRozan better than Russell Westbrook?
0: No. No.
1: Staying in the West, is DeMar DeRozan better than Paul George? No. No, he is not. Uh, Let's see. Is DeMar DeRozan better than James Harden? No. Steph Curry? No. Klay Thompson? No. Dame Lillard? No, and Jimmy Butler.
0: No, so, although
1: that one might
0: be close, cool. depending on
1: how depending on how good the Spurs are. Cool, depending on how good the Spurs are. My my whole thing though is that like you got to look at this and think. So Demar Derozan's going to a Spurs team that demands you to play defense. Like right. people and forget it, it wasn't that like Demar Derozan got benched last year in the playoffs, and it wasn't just solely for how poorly he was playing offensively. Right, like. Dwayne Casey was able to accept DeMar DeRozan's inefficiencies at the defensive end as long as he was scoring. If here's you're not what I'll scoring say, and not say, playing defense, come here's on.
0: Here's what man. I'll say. yo, uh, listen, Tony Parker was made into a passable defender. For sure. On the Spurs. I'll give you So that. I think that it's a lot of a system. And I I'll think that, that I think DeMar's still got a lot to learn, not only defensively, but they have that great three point shot doctor in San yes. Antonio.
1: True. That is true. That is a thing. But here's I think I think that
0: he's in a really good position to thrive with his game and where he's taken it in the last 5 years. I honestly would say that DeMar's game is probably best suited to go to the Spurs.
1: I'm this is where I'm going to remind you that the Spurs' three best players are DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge and Rudy Gay.
0: The Pau Gasol
1: Okay, Pau, like I mean, I, I
0: put hey, Paul Gasol above. Paul Gasol had an awesome year last year, and Lamarcus Aldridge is an all-star.
1: All I'm saying is, DeHop is two. a G, and the overall system of the Spurs will definitely help Demar DeRozan a lot. Definitely, they have
0: they have two All NBA players on their team.
1: That is a fact. That is a fact. But I'm here to remind everyone that hey. DeMar DeRozan, I know, was an All-NBA second team last year, and he finished, what, eighth in MVP voting? I think that's what it was. Yep. But this is what I've been saying for this entire Raptors run. Yes, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are the frontliners, and they get all the headlines. They get all the, the pub. But let's be serious. The success of the Raptors has been built from the depth of their organization the entire time. So, yeah, DeMar DeRozan led the team in scoring last year. DeMar DeRozan had a season high or a career high in assists last year, but the success of DeMar DeRozan and more importantly the success of the Raptors was more from the depth of their team that was built, more so than DeMar DeRozan actually being that top tier all-star. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: Yes, but here's what I'll say, Shelly, is that I think that you're discounting What Demar Derozan has turned his game into the last five, four years. I I really, I really think that his evolution as a player is a steady upstream, and there's nothing that he's done in the last it throughout his whole career that would say that that's going to stop. I understand that his deficiencies in the playoffs, I understand that his implosions in the postseason are definitely something that's got to be taken into account, but this is somebody who gets better every year, and now you're putting into him into a system where growth and evolution of your play is something that they put a lot of emphasis on, and I, I, I'm, I'm here to say that I think DeMar DeRozan is only going to get better.
1: I mean, hey, I can't argue with that point. Yes, DeMar DeRozan has improved every single year that he's been in the NBA. I can't deny that fact. That is that is undoubtedly true. What I'm here to remind you, though, is we've watched DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry cower in the biggest moments that this organization has had in the That's playoffs fine. in each of the last three seasons to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's but fine. in the, he's in going the biggest to- moments, he's cowered. Meanwhile, we're talking about a Kawhi Leonard who is A, younger than DeMar DeRozan, yeah. and B, someone who's gone toe-to-toe with LeBron James at the highest stage but of the listen, NBA. But listen,
0: DeMar DeRozan's going to a franchise that's predicated on postseason success. Sure. This is, he's, not, he's not stepping into a team that hasn't been there before. He's going to have veterans and coaching staff and front office that has this kind of experience. And who's to say... Like, Listen, I don't think that every part of the Raptors' playoff failures can be placed squarely on the shoulders of only DeMar DeRozan. I can't say that. I don't, I, think he's, I don't think he's got that kind of stink on him. And going to a Spurs team that, listen, is still very good and is coached by the best coach in the league, I'm going to put my money on DeMar DeRozan thriving in this situation, thriving in the system, and thriving under the tutelage of the great Greg Popovich.
1: Here here's the thing though, right? And like I I'm just here to remind people of exactly how things have gone on for the Toronto Raptors each and every year in this like continued success that they've had, right? So, as Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan improved into the leaders of this team, remember there was a little a little let's say friction between the the bench mob of Rudy of not Rudy Gay of uh Lou Will and Grievous Vasquez, right? Right. Kyle and Demar weren't really jiving with those guys. Those guys came off the bench, and they were getting buckets. Kyle and Demar might not have been as comfortable as that because they wanted it to be their team. So what happened? Lou Will, Sia wasn't even offered a contract. Grievous, Grievous Vasquez, Vasquez
0: not in the league anymore.
1: Traded. Cool. I'm not. I'm not saying that those are bad moves. I'm just saying these are moves that were done to benefit Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Everything the Raptors have done was to put those guys in a better position to succeed. They changed their offense and made DeMar more of a passer, more of a facilitator. They forced him into shooting more three-point shots. Remember, that was something the Raptors went to him and said, hey, this is what we want you to do. They've done everything to help DeMar DeRozan and make him into a better player. And all that culminated in last season, which was supposed to be the one last hurrah. They where won a franchise they, high. Six, they won 60 games, Shelly. What does that mean
0: come playoff time? I, I agree, but it, it's still he he put all of that into practice. It's not like he refused to shoot threes. He did the
1: work, man. I Let like listen. Be. I understand. Who's your guy? Who's your guy? Listen, Meek Millie, not your guy. I I understand the playoff. Do we not say every single day, every single week we do this podcast? (laughs) Do not say each and every week. Yes, there's levels to this shit. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are one level. Kawhi Leonard is at a different level, and we've already seen it. He went toe to toe with LeBron. I completely. These guys were talking about, well, you know, if we had LeBron, maybe we would have won too.
0: I completely understand what you're saying. I really do, but to discount what De- Demar Derozan can bring to the San Antonio Spurs, to think that this is where his career ends as just another piece on the Spurs, I think is crazy. <laughs> I, I think no nuts. No. No. I, I think. I, I
1: think I he's going think... to have.
0: I, I think that his trajectory is going to continue to grow to go up, and I think that the Spurs are going to get things out of Demar Derozan that we as Raptor fans haven't seen before.
1: I honestly think, Webby, that from both sides, I think this trade makes sense for both sides. I think if you were the Spurs, Popovich is going to retire soon, right? Like The the thought process is after the Olympics, he's probably going to stop coaching, right? Right. And so in these last few years that he has in coaching the Spurs, he's not here trying to rebuild. He's not here trying to trade, make a trade and get just draft picks, and maybe Brandon Ingram can be an all-star, or maybe... Markel Fultz can be an all-star. No, no, no. He wanted something that was proven. DeMar DeRozan is a proven all-star. He's a proven top 20 player in the NBA. If not a top 15, maybe. I'll have that argument with you. I'll debate that with you. Cool. But I think that this trade does make sense from the Spurs standpoint because they wanted to remain remain at the same level. They didn't want to take a step down and think, well, if this guy... Lives up to his potential or whatever. So I think this is a good deal for the San Antonio Spurs. I'm not throwing shade at DeMar DeRozan. I'm throwing shade at the people who are the Raptors fans. And I'm just left being like, hold on, Raptors fans, pick a side. You can't have it both ways, right? You're either down with the culture reset in terms of, hey, we're tired of, of not just losing in the playoffs, getting embarrassed in the playoffs, right? We're tired of this. We need to make wholesale changes. And then when you make the wholesale changes and get rid of your coach, people are mad. Now that you get rid of Demar, people are still mad. Well, why did you get rid of your coach for bringing an assistant? People are still mad. Why did you get rid of Demar but only get Kawhi for one year? It's like, what do people want? Right. You're not going to trade Kyle Lowry for for Kawhi Leonard. That doesn't work. That's not. This is not NBA 2K.
0: Yeah, you can't override the the, the trade, right?
1: It's. I'm just confused. What will make Raptors fans happy? That's what I want to know. What what are your thoughts, Webby? What will make Raptors fans happy?
0: Beating LeBron? What did they want from this? Beating LeBron? Beating
1: LeBron. (laughs) I'm going to read a couple comments here, man. Uh, People are mad because they say, first off, Kawhi's gone after the year. Does that bother you, Webby? Hopefully, Kawhi's gone halfway through the year so you get something back from him. So you're with me in the sense that hey, Kawhi is an asset and even if you get this asset and let's say he walks in the off season and the Raptors have a good year, let's say they win two rounds, let's say they make the conference finals and lose and then Kawhi leaves, you're okay with that?
0: Yeah, I think making the conference finals uh and Kawhi thriving uh with the Raptors and you know, being healthy for the entire year and uh, putting up Kawhi like numbers and taking them to the conference finals, I think that's a, that's success. I think the only yeah. the only failure for Raptors is if he doesn't play a game and then leaves at the end, and you miss, you know, you get nothing out of Kawhi, and you know you're out in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I mean, uh, Zach Lowe put it out today, right? And he basically said that you know. Even if Kawhi comes, like there's a lot of things in the CBA in terms of Kawhi Leonard would be risking fines for each practice and game miss starting in the preseason unless he can prove a legitimate medical reason. Obviously, they're gonna do they're doing a physical. This trade is still pending a physical. I'm pretty sure, right? And so, if he passes the physical, he's gonna show up and play games. There's no way you can take two years off from the NBA and then still think that the Lakers are going to give you a max contract next summer, when, remember, there's a lot of guys available next year, right? So, who's to say that if Kawhi doesn't show out this year, that the Lakers don't turn around and say, well, why are we going to give the max to Kawhi Leonard when we can give the max to Klay Thompson? Jimmy Butler. Or Jimmy Butler, right? Like, there's other options out there. Kawhi does have something to prove in this like, this is a contract here for him. He does have something to
0: prove, no? That's funny. And and already, so, I mean, somebody's obviously been in his ear because mm-hmm. he it leaked out that I guess he wasn't happy about being traded to the Raptors. And now it says that he's warming to the idea of playing in Toronto. And, I yeah. mean, if he's smart and he wants to get the most value for uh, for his skills, whether it's in L.A. or elsewhere, he, I, I think he does have something to prove on the court.
1: You're totally right, yeah. What you're referring to is uh, Adrian Wojnarski was on ESPN Sports Center at 6 o'clock. And he said uh, the Raptors and Kawhi's camp has already been in contact and that he's already warming to the idea of going to the Raptors because obviously they're a team that will contend for the Eastern Conference crown. They're a good team, a good organization. He is healthy, and he does plan to show up and play for the team. And so if that's the case... I don't know what anybody's mad at because at the end of the day, you're trading to a, a year and a player option of DeMar for one year of a healthy Kawhi Leonard. Let's go, man. Damn it. Let's go. I'm happy. DeMar was loyal. I, I really am. And he was the first star to stay. That's all true. Again, there's levels and Raptors fans. What do I, te- what was I been seeing from last season all the way through to the playoffs have better expectations for what, you want for your organization. Demar was good, but not great. Masai is taking a swing and trying to be great. I, I am not mad. Uh, at Hold that on, at all. I, I got to uh,
0: Demar was great. What? What? DeMar, what, what, what? Demar. De, Demar DeRozan. It wasn't just great.
1: He's the greatest Raptor ever. Yo, Vince was putting up fifty spots going back to come back. On, man, come on, the man. Come on, man.
0: Vince never got to the conference finals.
1: Vince didn't get to the conference finals because he was playing with Alvin Williams and J.Y.D.
0: Man, DeMar DeRozan put this team on his back for years, got this team into the playoffs as far as they've ever gone. He's got them the most wins in franchise history. He's the greatest. He's not just great. He's the greatest Raptor.
1: Webby, you, and, got me and, sh- you got me here shaking my head, Webby. No, you know why? no
0: man, to say that DeMar wasn't – you're crazy. This is re- <laughs> this is revisionist history here. This
1: no, is no, no, re- no,
0: no, no. Yes, man. I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Listen, I understand the playoff implosions, man. I really do, and that's a big part of how he's going to be judged. But to say that DeMar DeRozan wasn't great for this franchise is revisionist history, man.
1: I'm saying there's levels, and – if we go back to what really happened the year even they made the conference finals, the Toronto Raptors almost lost in that first-round series to the almost. Indiana Pacers. They if didn't. Not for, hold on. If not for Norm Powell coming off the bench Great. in Game 5. They won those first two series no, on no, the no, way no. to the conference finals. You can't give me – In spite of Lowry and you, DeRozan being their worst players on – are- you are looking at history through anti derozan colored glasses here. <laughs> yo, know, yeah. I'm gonna go back and bring up the numbers. Like, yo, know, Lowry and DeRozan, like they are so lucky that the team and the bro, way that you just was said built,
0: you just said they almost lost in the first round.
1: It's true. They 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 won. Yeah, but it wasn't because of Damar. Partly, it's a team game, bro. Yeah, and luckily, Norm Powell came off the bench against Indiana and gave them a spark in game five when they were about to lose. Gave them
0: a spark, but it's DeMar DeRozan who's starting and finishing every one of these games. Uh, I don't know, man.
1: I remember a lot of Lowry and DeRozan.
0: You just said DeRozan was
1: good, not great. Listen, I can't sit here and let you get away with that. That's crazy. I'm bringing up DeMar DeRozan's playoff numbers right now. And Go for it. Go for I'm, it. I'm definitely going for it. It's not like, okay, 2015, 2016, DeMar DeRozan shot 39%. Then he shot 43%, 43%. That's solid. Not going to be mad at that. But his scoring average is only 22 points a game. Only 22 points a game? What are you tired? Ty- it's He's he's not averaging
0: 12 points a game here. He's over
1: 20 points a game in the playoffs. Yeah, but those are lower than his regular season averages. If you're a superstar in the NBA... You're a superstar in the NBA. Your scoring averages are supposed to go up in the now, playoffs. Now They're not I, supposed to go down. DeVar DeRozan's scoring averages went down in the playoffs.
0: I, I didn't say that he was a superstar. hundred oh, percent.
1: Okay. hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Okay, okay. You know, he's not a LeBron James. Okay. We're playing the semantics game well, now. Listen, I love it. I love it. Listen, superstar is – that's there for just like – the cream of
1: the crop, okay? Superstar is what I'm saying between the difference between good and great. And I know no. that the 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 bar, it's, it's a tough line because it's so close. But these are the stakes when we're talking about the difference between good and great. And if you're DeMar DeRozan and your scoring average goes down each and every year in the playoffs.
0: Still over 20 I'm points not, a game. I can't
1: call you great. Still over 20 points a game. I mean, again, hey. Say what we want about Paul Pierce being a hater. Paul Pierce had all the right things to say, and he's a guy that did it in the NBA playoffs. And he said, as a star, you know, if I average 25 points per game in in the regular season, that's got to go up to 30 in the playoffs. You're only going to go as far as your stars take you. And in the Raptors case, we've seen how far... No, no wonder. And so it's over. No wonder. I'm down with Masai.
0: No wonder your mentions were just on fire today with this Demar Derozan (laughs) slander.
1: I listen. It's not slander. I'm happy for the guy. What he did was great. He's going to come back.
0: He's going to come back, and he's going to drop 55 on the Raptors every time he plays them.
1: On who? Kawhi Leonard or OG? Because that's not happening. It Now does, we have well, a perimeter defense that actually plays defense.
0: Again, hopefully it won't be with Kawhi Leonard. Hopefully he's on the Lakers. And we've got
1: <laughs> Brandon Ingram and a couple first-round picks. Hey, then it'll be on OG. I'm just saying, like, hey, the, DeMar DeRozan, I know it sounds like slander, but we're talking about the difference between good and great. Yeah, we're talking about the difference between DeMar star DeRozan and an And these are the
0: levels. An all-NBA player is a great player.
1: This for sure. top he was, fifteen player in the league. He was All NBA second team last That's year. That's top ten he had the best in the season league. in his career. He had, he had the best season in his career for sure. And then when it all mattered the most, he scored eight points. Sure. Yeah. And, Yo, you know, Kawhi Leonard is a Finals MVP, not against just anyone, against LeBron James, the same guy that gave the Raptors nightmares. I
0: listen. Completely agree. I completely agree, and I would do this. Tra- <laughs> I, love this. I would do this trade ten out of ten times, absolutely. But mm-hmm. to sit here and say that Demar Derozan was good, but he wasn't great, that is crazy. Regardless of this trade, regardless of this trade, Demar Derozan is the greatest Raptor of all time. That's fine, but what does that mean? That means he's, in the grand scheme of things, that what means does that the mean? best, there's 30 franchises in the NBA. That means he's one of the franchises. He is the franchise's best player throughout every metric. When it comes cool. when it comes to the Toronto Raptors, they should build a fucking statue of Demar Derozan out front of the Air, Air Canada Center or Spo- Scotia Bank Center, whatever it is now.
1: Do you know what I find really funny? And it's interesting because to hear you now, to see some of this stuff floating around from some of the American media that's like, oh, DeMar DeRozan on the Spurs, this, that, and the third. I was having a conversation with my boy Timmy Hags before I left work today. Shout out to Timmy he said to me, shout out to Timmy Hags. But the funniest thing he said to me, and it's so true, he's like, when DeMar DeRozan was on the Raptors, all we heard from all American media was, oh, Lowry and DeRozan aren't for real. Those guys will cowry in the playoffs. They're not real, blah, blah, blah. But now all of a sudden, because you trade them to the Spurs, they're like, oh, well, the Spurs got a great deal. DeMar DeRozan's a great player. He's a top 10 guy. In the M-. It's like, what? When he was on the Raptors last year, y'all were telling me how they're, the Raptors are going to fail in the playoffs because DeMar DeRozan's not that good, or he's not that level of good superstar. He's not on that top tier. But now, because he's not on the Raptors, we're going to flip the script. Nah, he's the same dude, and it's okay. He's all right, but he's not real, He's all right. He's an all-NBA player. He's all right, but he's not real, man.
0: You're crazy out here. (laughs) Crazy (laughs) out here.
1: Yo, people, listening to this podcast right now, let us know what you think. Flame me in the comments if you want. I'll be there
0: in the comments, flaming you.
1: Do you agree with this deal that sent – Are you okay with trading DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard? Or are you upset? Because we got a lot of people here, right? That are talking about the fact that they're not necessarily mad about trading DeMar DeRozan. They're mad at what the Raptors got back, which is the one year of Kawhi Leonard of maybe he's not that happy to be here. Uh, He's already committed to leaving the Lakers. And so people are more upset that you're giving up your franchise's best player. For just one year of Now, again,
0: don't get it twisted. I'm totally 100% for this trade. I think it was this.
1: Oh, you're not here for my DeMar, what you perceive no, as slander. No, I'm just not here for the DeMar slander. And I think. That's and what I'm I saying. Think you're, you're not here for what you're perceiving as my DeMar slander. But I'm not slandering DeMar. I'm just saying he's. He, we've <laughs> seen. We've seen this story. I think he's going to
0: be great in San Antonio. I think it's a perfect fit for him.
1: I think he'll be okay, too. And him and Rudy Gay can shoot all uh, the long twos gonna I think he's going to be better <laughs> than okay. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised hey. if he did make the
0: all-star team in the West.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hey, stranger things have happened. I, w- another thing we say all the time is I'll never bet against Pop. So, hey, Pop can get in his ear. Pop can give him the whole, hey, they gave up on you. They didn't think you had that exactly. extra level. DeMar's probably in the gym right now with the shot jumpers, doctor. I extra forget what his hype. name
0: is. The guy who teaches everybody how to shoot threes.
1: His boy Kobe's probably in his ear, gassing him up too, telling him, "Yo, they didn't want you." Like. I don't mean for this to come off as DeMar DeRozan's slander. I really don't. I'm just trying to explain that there's levels to this between good and great. And we've seen the level that DeMar DeRozan was getting us to. And so Raptor fans, here's the message. Here's what Masai Ujiri was telling you. And here's what I was trying to tell you from last year. This era of Raptors basketball is over. It was a great time. It was a good ride. It was the best ride in franchise history. But you know what? At a certain point, it's time to call it quits, man. And you gotta get out while you can. And right now, hey, if you can get out and it's you you Kawhi Leonard signs next summer with the Raptors, great. If not, you clean your cap sheet. Yeah. Have re- you're in the luxury tax right now, so you avoid that. And you're gonna be in the luxury tax with when you know you can't beat the Sixers and Celtics See, anyways. I, I, I think that this deal almost
0: had more to do with the money than it did DeMar DeRozan's play.
1: I agree with you there.
0: I, I think that the what the 3 years left on the contract is something that they were looking to get out from under for a while. They've done that. I think that you know, if they I don't think it had anything to do with DeMar DeRozan's performance.
1: No, because DeMar DeRozan was a great soldier for your team. He was a great guy in the in the city. He did a lot of great things for the fan base. He did a lot of charity work. DeMar DeRozan was a great star and a great first real face of the franchise that wanted to stay. That's what I'm saying. I'm not slandering DeMar DeRozan. I'm just saying that the opinion of what we have for the Toronto Raptors, we want to take that to the next step. We want to build that into something better, something that's not just a gimmick that's relying on Drake to be on ESPN or relying on Drake to be, you know what I mean? Like, Again, what did we talk about? Masai Ujiri's goal, even what Dwayne Casey was preaching this whole time, You're building a program, and you want to be able to build this program that, in spite of Kawhi Leonard or DeMar DeRozan, you know what? You're going to be okay. And that baseline that people have right now of saying, well, at least we know if we had DeMar, we're making the playoffs, they've already built that anyways. If DeMar DeRozan and Kawhi don't play on the Raptors next year, you remove both those guys, the Raptors are still going to be a playoff team. They'd be battling for eighth place in the East. You already have that. And their whole purpose was to build this baseline, build this foundation. And so you're not going to be just down rotten because DeMar DeRozan left your franchise or because Kyle Lowry gets hurt, which I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Lowry gets hurt next year. right? But these are all things that Masai Jiri has been working on and betting on his franchise. And to all the people that were like, oh, well... Masai, like, what is Masai doing? Like, you're thinking as a fan, you're not thinking as Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri is thinking about the organization that he's built and. Because he's built it, he's gonna be confident in what his sales pitch is gonna to be to Kawhi Leonard. That's what you want him to be. That's what you're. That's why you have him in that position. That's why he's out with Obama right. right now, chilling with Obama, making these big baller moves in trades. Masai Ujiri is trying to put the Raptors on a different stage, on a different platform. And hey, DeMar DeRozan was very helpful in getting them to that place. So was Dwayne Casey. But we're talking about a culture reset. And if you're a Raptors fan and you are seriously agreed about the culture reset and agreed about trying to get to that next level, you should be in on this. Agree. I guess we should end this by just saying shout-out to DeMar DeRozan. Yes. Right? Because at the end of the day, yo, man, DeMar DeRozan put on for the city. He did really well. He's a great soldier. But, you know, at the end of the day... Kawhi Leonard just a better player, and you gotta take that chance if you're the Toronto Raptors. That's my point. Agreed. DeMar DeRozan did great though, man. He he had I I mean, off the top of my head, what is the greatest DeMar DeRozan moment? Uh I don't know if I have one. Off there's the top gotta of my be head, game but,
0: winners. Uh
1: there's gotta Oh well, the dunk last year against Detroit, that was actually pretty big. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
1: that was actually pretty big. That was a that was a moment. That was a thing. Like DeMar DeRozan is he's what you want. You know, if you're building an organization and you draft a player, right, and he a homegrown talent, you a homegrown talent in the sense that you drafted him and he had potential, but I think that he he outplayed his potential. He became really, really good. He probably became better than anybody thought he would be at the time, right? You didn't think that they were drafting a, a multiple time all star at the time. No. Like he outplayed all that, and that's great. But at the end of the day, all good things come to an end. And DeMar DeRozan's career as a raptor
0: is come And we wish him well.
1: We do. I'll be rooting for the Spurs. Right? I want to see DeMar DeRozan do well. What one question for you though. What do you do with Lowry now, Webby?
0: Well, try to find somebody to trade for. But yeah. uh, but I think that what does he have? Two more years?
1: Two more years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that probably honestly. A guy his age who's a little bit older than DeMar, right? He's like 32, 33. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, man, if I were the Raptors, I, I'd probably keep him for those two years. Unless you can find somebody to take the remaining whatever he has, 25 million or what would it be? Like 50 million for the last two years? If you can get somebody to...
1: No, it averages. It's about 60 million.
0: Okay, so thirty mil. Yeah. So...
1: I, 30 mil for the next two That's years. That's
0: pretty tough for a guy that age. Honestly, if I'm the Raptors, why not just roll with what you got?
1: Yeah. I mean, you you obviously assume that Masai is going to sit down with Kyle Lowry, see where his head's at. And we know Lowry and DeRozan were really tight. And so the one thing I worry about is if Kyle Lowry is, is not happy that DeMar DeRozan is gone, and whether he lets that link. So here- and if you're Masai and you get you get any whiff of dissension because Kyle Lowry's upset yeah. that you traded DeMar DeRozan, you got to move him out. Even if it ends up being just a salary dump, I'm okay with you going forward with having Fred Van Fleet and DeLon handle the point guard duties and Kyle Lowry basically being a salary dump. If that's what it ends up being, I'm okay so- with that. You, My thing is you can't have him sulking next right. year. Because he's mad de DeRozan.
0: So I did read something interesting today was that I guess uh, Kyle and Rudy Gay were really good friends. And Rudy, Rudy Gay yes. is like the godfather to his kid. And, and they sure. traded Rudy Gay's ass out of here with the quickness. And Kyle never said word one. I, yep. that, he does – he never kind of – I mean he's a little petulant. But the, stuff, like, oh, s- stuff like that, <laughs> I, I don't see it bothering him too bad. I think if he was like, I think if he was like five, six years younger then maybe, but bro, he's 32, 33 now, like I said, uh, I'm sure that he's just going to be happy to get that money that he's got at the end of this deal.
1: And the other thing to remember too, is Kyle Lowry was doing some flirting with the Sixers and Spurs, if I'm not mistaken. And Spurs, yeah. He wanted to go to both those teams when he was a free agent. He just didn't get the same type of offer from those teams that he got from the Raptors. So the key thing here is it's a business. What LeBron James has showed us, what Paul George has showed us, what Kawhi Leonard has showed us, the players have the power here, right? And so we're going to continue to see this move jockeying back and forth, and it's all about leverage. Whoever has the leverage, they're going to win. So you got to look out for yourself at the end of the day. That's right. All I'm going to say is, to close this out, Webby, is in a couple weeks, there's a little thing going on in Toronto called OVL Fest, and I hope... That somehow, some way, Drake brings out both John Tavares and Kawhi Leonard on stage be... at OVO. But you know what? I'll settle for maybe Masai Jiri and Kyle Dubas both yelling "Scared money don't make none."
0: That would be that would be fantastic.
1: Either way, it's hot up in the six right now, and hopefully, it was hot up in this Ball on Blast podcast this week. No. Oh, wait.
0: It got got a little heated. You better believe it. It did get a
1: little heated. But that's what we like here. Uh, Webby, where can the people find you to to hit you with some heated hot takes as well? Uh, You know me,
0: I'm just on Twitter uh, tweeting about how the Dodgers stole Manny Machado out from under the the Phillies. Oh, that was my. Oh, before we go, I just got to bring this up. It's just so it's not completely uh, this trade. Uh, right now, you know me. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Sixers fan, and honestly, I'm I'm really worried about the state of our team uh, in the in the off season here. Uh, we've missed out on Paul George, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard, all publicly targets of this team. We've uh, had our general manager uh, resign from his post after an embarrassing uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, well, what are they? A burner Twitter account scandal with his wife. We have no general manager now. We tried to hire Daryl Morey, I guess, and that didn't work out. We still have no general manager. We're uh, kind of wrapping up summer league. We still have no general manager. Uh, I'm really worried that the Sixers are bound to take a a, a big step back here. Ooh, uh, I'm Ooh. I'm really worried. I like the J.J. Redick signing. Uh, we did sign a guy, a Belita. From the Teebles, he won't even play. He's going back to Europe. And uh, did I mention that the team still doesn't have a general manager?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, interesting that, times in Sixers land.
0: That was my quick Sixers rant. Quick Sixers. Hey, rant.
1: Luckily, luckily, we're here for the Raptors, and the, and the Raptors are are doing work. And uh, Ryan Harris, who I think is someone you'll remember from, uh, of course, our score days, our, the old cameraman. Yes, uh, I will read this one comment because this really, really made me laugh, but he wrote on on the Book of Faces, quote, I will personally drive Kauai to Eglinton and Oakwood to get his prison braids redone every other day. <laughs> uh, if you're from Toronto, you will appreciate that that quote so much because it's so amazing on so many levels. Social media was a great place to be. There are so many great reactions and funny reactions. And the one that that really made me laugh was about how all these people mad about getting Kawhi Leonard. If the season starts and Kawhi Leonard is on the Raptors, in the wise words of Jesus Amaro, keep that same energy that you have right now. (laughs) I don't want to hear people jumping on board. All these people, because Raptors fans are split. They did the poll on Tim and Sid today. I saw it. It was barely like, it was 51-49. I think that's what it was. It was split between, do you like this trade? If you watch Kawhi Leonard play on the Raptors this year, keep that same energy. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Remember what you're thinking right now. And then when you watch Kawhi Leonard in the Raptors uniform, keep that same energy. On the flip side, Another challenge to Raptors fans, and a reminder, Webby, this is what I'll say in closing, man. It is on you, Raptors fans, for the next year to do everything that you can to make Kawhi Leonard know that Toronto is one of the dopest cities in the world. Great point. So that means when Kawhi Leonard lands in Toronto, Be there. fans should be at the fucking airport. When Kawhi Leonard shows up for his press conference at Scotia Bank Arena, Scotia Bank Place, whatever they're count, calling it right now. Fans should be there. There's no school anymore, kids. You can be down there. You're not skipping school. You're not doing anything. Show this man love. Remember all those videos of Oklahoma City when Paul George was showing up on the plane. There are people waiting there for him. This is up to the fan base. This is up to Drake to campaign, to champagne and campaign and show Kawhi the city of what we really have to offer. Caravan is coming up. OVO is coming up again, Toronto. This is on you. We have a lovely city. We have an amazing city. We need to show this guy that this is one of the dopest places in the world. We have the dopest fans in the world. And once he's here, if we show out, hey, bet on that. And if he doesn't want to stay after putting in work and being loved by the fans, we don't want you anyways. It's like Johnny T, man. Absolutely. Johnny T turned down the Leafs. And knowing how dope the city is, we don't want you anyways. Yep. But you know what? Johnny T came. And the wave is here, Webby. The wave is here. The wave, the wave, wave here. of
0: superstars in Toronto is here. That's what I like. Let's
1: go. The wave of superstars also here on the Ball on Blast podcast. Webby, for you, I am Sheldon Alexander. You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander. On Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And shout out to all the people following and watching the video right now on YouTube. Shout out to our YouTube viewers as that continues to grow each and every week as well. Shout out to the fans. Shout out to you, the fans. Shout out to the yeah. fans who are ha- Yo. hailing you down in Starbucks. So I messaged Webby about this yesterday. Yesterday, I'm, meeting, I'm leaving work and I was going to a meeting and I'm rushing out of work. I'm like flustered. The sun is blazing. My head's down. I'm on, I have headphones on. Some dude leaned over the rail and hailed me down, and he's like, "Yo, man, you got a sec?" I take my headphones off, and he's like, "Yo, man, I just want to tell you, I really love your podcast." And you were like, "And I'm like, yeah,
0: yeah, you killed it. It's awesome."
1: This is what you should. <laughs> no, no, I no, I was actually stunned, and what I was doing was I was looking around for one of my friends, thinking that they're playing a joke right, on me because right. it was just too random, right? I was like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "No, nah, man, like I, I." got into the podcast during the playoffs, and when you're doing the post-game shows, I love how you guys were just talking about, you're holding the players accountable for not playing well, and he's like, I've been hooked ever since, I just wanted to, he's like, sorry, I don't mean to to bother you or anything, I just want to tell you I love the podcast, I'm like, I apologize for my reaction right (laughs) now, I'm just stunned, I'm just stunned because this didn't seem like real life, and I was also on my way to a meeting about the podcast, so... Everything was just like weird in that moment that I couldn't believe what was going down. But I was like, I had to shout him out. I'm like, yo, what's your name? He told me his name's Brian. So shout Shout out out to to Brian. Brian. I'm going to shout you out on the podcast for sure. If you grab
0: us us on the street, we will say your name on the podcast. 100%.
1: 1000%. Yeah. If you want to be on the podcast, hail me on the streets. (laughs) If you see me strolling the streets of Toronto, If you see me in London,
0: Ontario, just grab me and be like, yo, I love the
1: podcast. (laughs) We'll always talk ball. And it's funny, too, that it happened the day before the Kawhi trade because, hey, I would have posted up with Dude and talked about the Kawhi Leonard deal. That's right? what we do. We love to talk about ball. That's why we come here every week, right, Chel? Exactly. Ball on Blast podcast, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, share the podcast whenever you can. Uh, like it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Give us it, five stars. All that fun stuff. As I say on, as I say in the tweets all the time, hashtag tell your friends. We are the Ball on Blast podcast. See ya. Peace.
0: This is Ball on Blast, part of the On Blast podcast network. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you like it, then subscribe and tell your friends. Holla.